What's up, guys? Welcome to another week of the Gouache Universe podcast. I'm your host, Gouache, that comic book artist that discusses comics, movies, science fiction, and pop culture news, all while changing the universe, one subject at a time. So we got a lot to jump into this week. Um, Some late breaking news, if you will. (laughs) So without further ado, let's get right into it. So first out of the gate, we must, I repeat, must talk about the big news that everybody in pop culture is talking about this week. And that is WandaVision. Now, relax, just relax. I'm not going to give away any spoilers. This is just my take and a spoiler free review of WandaVision. Um, just out off the bat, man, I love this show. I mean, this show has just raise the bar on what you can do with not only superhero films, well, not films, but just superhero, the genre of superheroes and comics and and science fiction. It just was so well done. I mean, the acting was great. I think it's a testament to a show, not only to a show, but just to a whole, the whole production team and crew and everyone that you can create a story in which you can really compel like every character to be somewhat compelling. You know, every even the B-list characters, even the supporting characters in the project is, you know, you care about them. And that's one of the things that I like about this show is like even the, the small characters, you know, you kind of want to know what's going to happen with that character or with this character. And I like that about this show, how it made you feel for each of the characters and what make you wonder, you know, what their story is. And um, yeah, it was just just so well acted. You know, everyone from Elizabeth Olsen to Paul Bettany to the two kids to to Catherine Hahn. I mean, it was just amazing. Um, just the the performances, the level of respect to the source material and everything. And that's that's the thing I ask. I mean, just respect the source material because for a long time, you know, comic books and those and from that particular medium is has not been respected. You know, I'm talking about like in the grander schemes of, of pop culture, um, you know, of course, you know, the, comp- the people who actually read the, the source material, the comics, you know, we all respect it and, and know what it can be and we love it. But a lot of times, you know, outside of that uh, small community, you know, it seems to get no respect from, you know, the mainstream pop culture and everything. And um, I just think this show is just a testament of how of what you can do with the source material material and and as far as like elevating it to the next level now i mean this show could very well be nominated for an emmy i mean i don't know if that's possible i mean you know as far as like streaming shows i think you can get an emmy for streaming shows i mean i'm not really into award season and things like that but um if i was i mean i would say that the acting and the story and the quality of the show was emmy level uh, greatness. Um, you know, I thought, you know, each of the, like I say, each of the characters had a, uh, their own moment to shine. You know, everyone got their moment, I thought, and I thought that was great about the show. I thought it was a great, uh, hmm, let me see, how can I put this without giving it away? Um, this, that's not a spoiler. I'm just saying this, this was a great, I'll just say this. It was a great, uh, character piece 
on the character of Wanda Maximoff. And it really explored her character and uh, the things that were set up in the films, you know, Age of Ultron, Civil War, you know, Infinity War, Endgame. It really capitalized on some of those earlier plot points from those films. And I think they really had the time to, you know, really flesh out uh, and put a book in on those uh, those plot points from those those elements and from those stories. But um, overall, man, this show gets an, an A plus and I'm really excited, you know, for what's going to happen next. Um, yeah, I think uh, Disney plus like episodic television is the way to go. I mean, if we can, if we're going to get more quality like this, I think uh, the streaming service would really benefit to see more uh, like this. I know we got Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming up um, shortly, actually. I think it's supposed to drop a week after the finale of WandaVision. So that's going to be exciting. But I mean, if we can get more of this, then, you know, bring it on. You know, I would rather to see, you know, a lot more uh, uh, shows, you know, with these type of characters, you know, and just take a break from the films for a while. I mean, they totally deserve it. But um, just just my take. I think the show was brilliant and I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. And so next up on the agenda, um, some other big news that we got this week. It seems that according to this is coming from the direct um, says Marvel Studios X-Men reboot gets mutant centric working title. And that working title is called The Mutants. Um, so, okay, first of all, once again, everybody who knows me, you know that X-Men are my jam. Um, you know, I love the Avengers, you know, but I remember a time when the X-Men was the superstars on the block. You know, this is from the 90s. You know, the X-Men were everywhere. You know, that was just like top of the line. And the Avengers were... You know, they weren't at the top, but they were they were close to the top, but they were like, you know, B level. You know, I'm just putting it down, putting it blunt. But X-Men was the top. Um, but things were kind of in reverse. Thanks to the brilliance of Kevin Feige and crew over at Marvel Studios, they totally elevated, you know, all the Avengers. Each of the Avengers got their time to shine and they grew to superstars. And, you know, not only pop culture, but just they've like taken over the world in science fiction and just... It's amazing what they were able to do with these characters. And so my hope was to, you know, it's like, man, why can't the X-Men be like this? You know, and, you know, we had to sit through Fox, the Fox universe, the Fox men for all these day one years. And uh, ugh, well, I don't even want to talk about that. But um, according to this story, finally, um, it's saying, being said that they're uh, starting production on not production, but they're, you know, starting development for um the x-men and it's going to be called the mutants and i know the title the mutants that's actually a callback to i remember uh reading an article about stan lee when he did his first pitch to uh marvel back in the day this is way back in like 1963 but um that was the title that he you know submitted to the editor and you know they looked at him they gave him a side eyes like uh the mutants i mean who knows what a mutant is you know and so he went back to the drawing board and came back with the title x-men and so i think that um that's a nice little callback to you know like a tribute to stan lee um you know to have it be a working title now i don't know if that's going to be the finishing title like the actual title of the film but 
uh, for right now, it's just saying that that's a working title. Um, but man, this is just exciting, man. I mean, so much to speculate. Um, my only thing is, you know, speaking of episodic television, I think, I mean, for me personally, now that we've got WandaVision, you know, we got Disney, Disney Plus and WandaVision and Falcon and Loki and all these shows. I, at this point, I would rather, well, not rather, I would like to, in conjunction, in, in conjunction with, I would like to see uh, Origin of the X-Men done on Disney Plus. I think that you can do like an origin story for each of the X-Men. Um on Disney Plus and then have them come together in a film, you know, as a team. So I think the team should be the film, but each of the characters should get like an origin or their time to shine on a Disney Plus series. I mean, you can totally do that, man. I mean, look at what they did with, uh, you know, Wanda Maximoff, you know, the Scarlet Witch, you know, for WandaVision, you know, Wanda and Vision, you know, you can totally do a, a origin of, you know, the Summers clan, the Cyclops clan, you know, uh, Jean Grey, Xavier. I mean, each of these characters are equally compelling. Storm, I would love to see a Storm solo um, series. Um, I know they were kind of hinting about doing a Storm solo film, but this is back when uh, Fox had the reins. But um, I would love to see a solo Storm film. Maybe they can kind of tie that into uh, the World of Wakanda series that's going to be um, under uh, Ryan Cooler that's in development. So I don't know. It's just so many, so many things to speculate on how they can introduce the X-Men into the grander Marvel cinematic universe. That's the fun of it. You know, um, I know those writers in the writer's room are going to have a ball on, you know, okay, how can we, you know, put this character here? How can we introduce this character there? You know? Um, but that's what I would do. I would, you know, do like a, a, a Disney plus series kind of building on each of the characters and then have them come together in a film, kind of mimicking what they did with the Avengers, only they're doing it with the Disney streaming, the streaming platform and doing all these characters and everything where you can actually feel for them and you get a chance to grow with them and then have them come together in a film. Oh, that would be amazing if they did it like that. But uh, yeah, man, but I know also um, with the Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, show this coming up on Disney Plus. I know that they this was uh hinted at um a while back about how they were gonna, you know, sprinkle some, you know, uh hints that they previously couldn't use in the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh regarding the X-Men because they didn't have the rights, the film rights. But um uh there's a rumor that they're gonna sprinkle some X-Men lore into uh their upcoming shows. And one of them is a very popular location in x-men universe which is called madripoor and that's like one of the, the seediest places in the marvel in the marvel comics universe where a lot of you know x-men characters uh some of the seedy characters in the x-men universe you know hang out you know and one of the characters that's known for being there is wolverine uh madripoor so um so that's the fun part just seeing how they drop different different things and hints of the coming of the X-Men. <laughs> but, um, man, it's amazing. I'm sure they probably had many conversation about, you know, how they were going to introduce the X-Men into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And um, I know it's a lot of fun, man, because it gives it really gets the creative juices 
you know, flowing. It really challenges your mind on how can we, how can they go, how can the writers go about introducing the X-Men? And um, I'm glad they're taking their time with it because, you know, the X-Men have been through so many ups and downs on film, in my opinion, mostly downs um, since 2000. Um, I thought that the first X-Men was a great start. It had a lot of potential for the future. And for me personally, it just went off the rails after that. Um, it kind of came back with uh, X-Men First Class, but then, I don't know, it just kind of went back. You know, Brian Singer took over again and, you know, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. You know, um, you know, he came and did uh, X-Men, what was it, Days of Future Past, which was entertaining. You know, it was entertaining. You know, it was definitely a step above some of the other ones. Um, but then, you know, I don't know what they did with Mystique, making her a hero. And they're just totally leaning into things that just didn't make sense. And uh, but anyway, I'm just excited to see the proper X-Men uh you know, come to film. And um, I think under the capable hands of Kevin Feige and his crew over at, you know, Marvel and his writing room, I think it's going to be something special. And I'm actually hoping that we get kind of like, a, I don't know, man, like a, a, a Batman Begins, a quote unquote Batman Begins style relaunch of the X-Men on film. You know, because I remember when, uh, you know, after they after Batman and Robin back in the 90s, I was like, oh, my goodness, they don't need to make any more Batman films. And then, you know, when I heard that they were going to do a reboot of Batman back in what 2005, that first Batman begins. I was like, oh, no, please, not another Batman. I mean, it was just so ruined, you know. But then Christopher Nolan came in and Batman Begins just totally, totally relaunched the, the superhero franchise genre. You know, it was it took part in that whole re relaunch movement and totally changed my mind so you know i'm hoping we get something like that because at this point i'm like oh man they, fox just ruined the x-men so much on film that it's kind of like it seems to the point of no return of redemption but um like i said under kevin feige i think he can make his magic work he can he can he can do something special with the x-men and i'm looking forward to it you know for whatever you know comes down uh, the pipe um but I still hope it, you know, they do a, a streaming service. I mean, a streaming show, you know, it would be cool if they did the, the origin of the X-Men in a streaming show uh, to tell the beginnings of it and then actually do a film. Uh, that would be exciting. But, you know, you know, whatever, you know, however they decide to do it. I'm just here for it. Um, but um, if we can get something as close to what they did with uh, Avengers, with the X-Men and with WandaVision. And, you know, it looks like the rest of their streaming shows, if we can get something similar to that, I would be happy. But, um, but you know, I'm going to be staying close to this story, um, you know, definitely because X-Men is like at the top of my science fiction and pop culture list. So we'll see. We will see, brother. And so this next story comes from Screen Rant. And it's regarding the new Blade reboot. Um, it says Marvel's Blade movie reportedly begins filming in late 2021. Um, it goes on to say Marvel Studios Blade movie starring Mahershala Ali. Uh, oh my goodness. Okay, let me just let me keep reading. Mahershala Ali reportedly starts filming in late 2021. 
Wesley Snipes helped make Eric Brooks, a.k.a. Blade, a well-known Marvel hero. Yeah, that's right. Put some respect on Wesley Snipes on that name. Uh, with his trilogy of Blade films nearly two decades ago. After all this time, Marvel Studios is working on a reboot that will bring the vampire killer to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The movie was announced at San Diego Comic-Con in 2019 when Kevin Feige brought Mahershala, out, Mahershala Ali out on stage as a surprise reveal. Um, now, I like Mahershala Ali. I think he's a fantastic actor. He's a great actor. And I especially love what he did with um, Cottonmouth in, uh, <laughs> in Luke Cage. But um, I wonder, how is that going to work out if he runs into Luke Cage? He's like, hey, wait a minute. Aren't you uh, Cottonmouth? Yeah, I'm Blade now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder how that's going to work. But anyway, um, yeah, I think he's a great actor, man. But... I mean, Wesley Snipes has to be involved in this at, in some capacity. You know, I mean, that's the thing about Wesley Snipes. See, he was coming at him. He was coming at you from all angles. I mean, he had the acting chops. You know, he had the charisma. Not only that, but he also was a, a first grade. I think he was a black belt. You know, I think he was a black belt. He knew, you know, martial arts. He actually knew that stuff. He actually trained in real life, Um, you know, in the martial arts. So he knew. That stuff, all the things that he was doing on screen, the fight sequences, he was well prepared and able to do that stuff. That's why it looked so cool and looked so good, you know, when he was doing it. Now, Mahershala Ali, man, I know he's got the acting chops, but I mean, is he going to be able to bring it with, you know, with those fight sequences? That's one of the things I'm worried about um, because I'm all for, you know, uh, you know, a Blade reboot. You know, I would have hoped that. You know, I remember for the longest time, you know, Snipes was saying that he was he had been meeting with, you know, uh, Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios. And, you know, and I was getting excited because I was thinking that, OK, we about to get an, uh, a Blade 2.0, you know, a Blade, you know, uh, 25 years later, you know, which would have been great, man. I mean, I mean, if you look at Wesley Snipes, man, I mean, he still looks good. I mean, he still looks like I mean, he's in shape. You know, he's a little older, but I mean, you know, he can still you know, he can still bring it. I mean, you know, wasn't he in that movie with uh, Sylvester Stallone? Uh, what was it? Um, The Expendables. I forget which one. I kind of lost track after. I don't know what they got for those films. Um, but um, he can still, you know, you know, he can still do the action and he's he's got the acting chops. So I was hoping that, you know, he would come back as probably, you know, an old man uh, blade or something like that. But, you know, what I think would be cool would be if they it was kind of like a uh, what do you call it? A, a generational thing where you pass down the name of Blade, you know, to the next generation. And so, you know, he's still Blade, you know, just years later. But, you know, he trained someone new, which would be Mahershala Ali to take over the mantle. And, you know, that way he can not only I won't say be the new Whistler, but, you know, he can still be Blade. But. You know, it can also pass it down to the next generation and have, you know, Mahershala Ali continue the story. I mean, that's what I would want to do in a perfect world. But um, but we'll see, man. I mean, like I said, you know, Mahershala Ali is a great actor and, uh, you know, but I don't know. It's going to take a lot of convincing for me to believe him to be, you know, a kick ass, uh, you know, a vampire killer. So but I'm excited about it. You know, they start. uh filming in late 2021 so you know this year is going by fast so you know it's just right around the corner so i'm curious to see 
you know, clips of, you know, things to come, you know, on set photos and things like that, you know. So we will see. We will see. Well, guys, that's my time for this week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Gwash Universe podcast. Um, be sure to subscribe for more information and more things to come in the future. Um, and also, I got to tell you to uh, you must do yourself a favor and get my first graphic novel comic book, which is on Comixology right now. It's called The Native Quest. It's going to totally blow you away. Talking about science fiction. Oh, it's a great story, great action, great suspense. It's a it's an epic, epic novel. You'll love it. It's right on its own Comixology today. So be sure to pick that up. And also you can find me on all of the interwebs just at Gouache Universe and tell all your friends, tell your family. Um, if you love science fiction, fantasy, comic books, movies, pop culture, then this is the place to be. Until next week, I'll see you in the universe. Thank you.